0: The following show is a replay from earlier this year. Heidi will return with a brand new episode of Dark Becomes Light next week.
1: Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis.
2: are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to for anything that you're experiencing personally that's out of the ordinary, from angels to aliens, shadow people to hat man, Go to my website, shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com and tell us about it. Write as much detail as you would like about what you're experiencing, what you're curious about, what you're researching. And I will read it here on the show. And always know, if you have something you want to say on this program, you can pop on here and share your story and do just that. This is for you. This is for me. This is for everybody. I want it to be a conversation. And uh, I think it's about time that we get to that point. Don't you? Today is going to be one of my favorite types of shows where I am only taking your emails, your stories. And uh, wow, I, I always enjoy this part because it really helps me connect with what it is people are experiencing. I mean, how else (laughs) am I going to get to the bottom of any of this unless you keep in touch with me and uh, I do my best to put it out there. All right, so this first email, this says, Dear Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your information on a recent radio interview. It is nice to know I'm not alone and not crazy. I've not had a lot of experiences that uh, you and the host had, but I've had enough weirdness (laughs) that I've questioned things since I was a child. That's sad, isn't it? That we question ourselves because people say it's so odd to speak of these topics. They continue. One thing that has resonated with me was the feeling of being here at this time for a purpose. I've had the crazy idea that we are all pieces in a giant chess match that we can't comprehend and that I volunteered or agreed to be here. I've spent a good portion of my life preparing for a battle of some sort. Years in the martial arts and tactical training. I've had two dreams that were just not normal dreams. The first one came true and always stuck with me. The feel of it. You guys ever have those types of so-called dreams that seem so real? And uh, it's like hard to believe it didn't happen. I I personally call those uh, waking dreams where you feel like you're awake. (laughs) So... um, Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Okay, so it happened. The second one has not yet come true, but may actually be coming true in a form I didn't expect. Hmm. I've had times when I clearly have heard internally to do something or not to do something. I don't ignore it. Bad things happen when I do. I've seen shadow people and even had sleep paralysis. The last time was a year or so ago and was the first time in a long time that it happened. My dog that had died recently showed up while I was praying and telling it to leave and it left. Unsure why Dakota showed up. I don't see many relatives in dreams or at least I don't remember them. I've always questioned the narrative and felt that the truth would be a mix of everything combined in some way. I've asked God for confirmation on certain things and actually have had answers in different ways. There was this group that was researching the Hebrew language called the Chronicle Project. To make a long story short, they found Hebrew was actually a self-defining language And each symbol was a word. That's interesting. I never heard of that. Their translation of the creation story from the oldest version of it in Hebrew actually lines up a great deal with most of this. They could also see where things had been added in due to the way it would translate out. I'm not sure what my part to play in this would be. I do know where I am supposed to be at this time. I would like to know if there's anything else I should be doing other than what I am. I work as an in-hospital nurse practitioner for what it's worth. I would have never pegged myself in the past as an empath, but I am. I've fought with it my entire life and it was terrible in my teens and 20s. It has taken a long time to understand myself better. Hard to see something I always thought of as a weakness is actually a strength. Thank you for listening, Sandy. Wow, Sandy, thank you so much for taking the time to write. So much detail and seriously heartfelt. Um, you know, For the listeners that are trying to grasp what it is that Sandy's referring to I did do uh, an interview more recently and uh, I was talking about how over the years I've had a great deal of people reach out to me after they've read my book The Secret War and they've told me how they were surprised to find they could relate to a lot of things that I wrote in there and what it was that I think is really triggering some folks is uh, this inner knowing, like, like, we're here at this time for something really specific. Like we feel like warriors ready to take something on. Like, we don't know exactly what it is, but we know kind of what it is. And we know it's a big freaking deal. But we're not exactly sure what the deal is always. (laughs) It's a it's a strange thing. It's a strange balance. It's like you're on the ready and you know it's something against evil and you're working on the good side of stuff and 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 it pulls at you. It gets you uh like this Sandy here said, you know, I done martial arts. I feel like I'm prepared and I'm ready for battle. And these people find that uh they they're digging into these certain topics and they're they're making themselves aware. They're physically fit. Or they meditate in order to project and feel if something is coming this way, and uh, and also to know that where they're situated at, like somehow that's connected to whatever this drive is to be on the ready, like, and and when these people would reach out to me, they they're like, what what is this? I, you know, I I felt it when I read your book <laughs> that. This is this is right. This is this is it. This is like part of this. And, uh, and I like to ask them, where are you at? And they're like, Peru, uh, Colombia, uh, you know, all these different countries. And, and I'm like, great. I was like, it's, it's nice to recognize and know where you're at, as you feel prepared and ready for this battle as well. And and it's kind of like a nod of recognition because we resonate and we are finding each other. And it's, it's such a, it's kind of a thing without words, but just, uh, oh, it's a big something. <laughs> it's a big something. And I know for people who are not exactly uh, in the know about what I'm, what I'm speaking of here, it sounds kind of baffling. But oh, when you sit on the receiving end of some of the emails and the messages that I get It wouldn't be baffling, not one bit. You'd be like, (laughs) just smiling from the inside out. It's a a really, really, really comforting thought, knowing. Like, you know, everybody always asks, you know, what's my purpose? What am I doing here? But we have this thing that says, I kind of know what my purpose is. I kind of get it. I'm here at this time for a reason. I, I know. I know this. But you can't really express it. <laughs> it's like, and then here I was, I was in college when I wrote that book, uh, The Secret War, the first one that discusses shadow people. And uh, I spoke of this battle that's coming that's between good and evil in the form of shadow people, hatman, and and uh, these other beings that kind of work with them as well, uh, whether willingly or unwillingly. And uh, now I sit here and I'm, I'm receiving these multitude of emails from around the globe of people experiencing exactly what I wrote that book about, that these beings are approaching and digging into our souls and making room for their horrible things. And As much as it seems like a fantasy, time and time again, at least once a week, I get somebody who writes me and says, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was alone in this. Only to find (laughs) this is a bigger phenomenon. And sometimes it's reassuring to know that I pulled another person into this understanding. But sometimes it just gives me the sinking feeling that it's growing so much that uh, there goes another one, you know? It's really, really a complicating and difficult topic for me to always pull it all in and let it sink in about how big this is and how much worse it is. Now, what Sandy has written here also dives a little bit deeper into some other areas that I want to, I want to give some decent time to, so I don't want to cram it all in here before we go to our break, because, um, there's some patterns, there's some patterns here that I, am I'm I'm curious if, uh, all of you who are more used to listening to me now speaking on the subjects, uh, if you picked up on them and why some of the things may have happened in Sandy's life. So we're going to dive on in. So, guys, stick around. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
3: We'll be right back. I used to have so many men.
4: How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications.
2: She had a Harvard plaque
3: younger looks in minutes? It's real with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com. This velvety micro cream applied to areas on the face immediately diminishes visible signs of aging. Great for bags under the eyes, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Now look your beautiful best in less than two minutes with Instantly Ageless. And it works great for women and men. Here's what happened when they tried Instantly Ageless on the doctors.
1: But I want you all to imagine a cream that can instantly remove your under eye bags. We're going to put it to the test with our good friend, Dr. Sonia Batra. So what what is this product? So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless and the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount and then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product and I've looked at the ingredients and one of them is something called Argireline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes is the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. It's meant to relax muscle and work like Botox. I mean, you can literally see it working as you're putting it on. Yeah. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which almost act like a clay. They're minerals, and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back.
3: Order yours today at HealthyLooking.com or by phone at 800-604-3129 800-604-3129 our starter kit is only 19.99 including shipping and the full size box has now been discounted substantially as well. Put your best face forward instantly with instantly ageless from healthylooking.com. That's healthylooking.com. <laughs>
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Today's show is all about you and your messages, your stories, and I appreciate you more than you know because you help me and you help others get real world, real life, Situations that translate, that relates to other people, and uh, this is how we. This is how we defeat the dark. This is how we do this, because we can. Because dark becomes light, right? <laughs> All right. So just before the break, I had Sandy, who wrote a very interesting email. It was in regards to an interview that I gave uh, recently, talking about. This recognition that a lot of us around the world are are having about this unique time that we're in. Like, there's something inner that's telling us, I'm on the ready. I'm supposed to be here. And I feel like a warrior of a sort. And it's so odd. It's so odd to say to some people, but not to others who feel this. And, and I kind of mentioned this on this uh, interview I gave recently. And, uh, and I got this beautiful message here from Sandy saying, I know that feeling. And over the years, I mean, I have easily had about 100 people reach out to me saying the same thing, and uh, from all walks of life, I mean from everywhere, all over the world and uh, using Google Translate like, I know, I know, I know what you're saying, you know, like, yes it's awesome to recognize you too and I honestly was going to like start a group or something because it was so many people that would uh, randomly pop up, you know, it's probably been over a hundred but it's such a unique feel and oh, I don't know, energy and a nod. <laughs> it's a nod of I recognize you, I see you. And uh you know, it's not about ego, it's not about anything, it's just this thing, right? So Sandy writes about that, and she also is writing about how she has this inner voice that A lot of us have, but sometimes it seems really audible. That's like, do this, don't do that. Like a, like a direction to make sure that you're on the ready. Like, this is how I'm reading it. This is how I'm feeling. And and so this is a a pattern that, okay, some of you that, I haven't really spoke about this type of thing on this program. But this is, this is this thing. This is that something. And I, I just, I don't have the best words for it. But this is another pattern of people who are up against this dark force that's here that I've written about so many times in my books. That it's it's like spiritual warfare. It really is. Um, we say aliens. We say shadow people. We say hat man. You know. But it's all in the same arena. Uh, so yeah, you know, when people feel like, gosh, this evil's getting out of control. It might win. Oh, heck no. It's not. It's not going to win. And I think there's a lot of uh, sleepers who are waking up. But it's not like we're actually sleeping, though, either. Because we kind of <laughs> are, are 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 in this no that we just can't put into words. Um, that I feel is just really so magical. But uh, how can you say... Uh, God is everywhere and he's in all of us. And some of us are looking at him going, yeah, I think I'm here working for you, aren't I? But we all are if we choose to, right? It's a weird thing. I I don't know how to express it best. But um, there is that pattern right there, that here is somebody who also speaking of shadow people and sleep paralysis. So People who have uh, this light in them, it, it attracts darkness. It really does. It's like flies to uh, outdoor porch light. <laughs> I mean, so these things just come. So I'm I'm not surprised. But um, interesting. Sandy goes into this uh, thing where the sleep paralysis happened. And uh, their dog that had recently died showed up while they were praying and telling this shadow being to go away. Right. And um, they're like, gosh, just not sure why Dakota would show up. That's the name of their dog. And it's like, well, it's obvious to me because our protectors come in all shapes and forms. And obviously, Dakota was there to help you out. And uh, I think that's, absolutely brilliant and beautiful and that is another pattern and keeping these things at bay but also attracting them because of what it is that you feel your purpose is to be doing or that you're insightful or you have experienced other things Uh, this is all attractive to these dark beings i mean they want to limit us they want to totally stomp out our our light and uh when somebody has that that i don't know where they resonate this something that they feel is all for the positive all for the good oh you better believe you better believe this stuff will just come flying at them. so not a surprise and uh and sandy's in the helping field she's a nurse i'm an occupational therapist so helping people is just so much a part of who she is, which I think is just another tell (laughs) of these hidden warriors. So the balance is here, guys. It really is. We are not going to sit idly by and let this darkness hand any kind of sentence that isn't going to be met with, uh, a nice battle. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) So thank you so much, Sandy, for taking the time to write in. And uh, we've got another, this is a a bigger email, which I appreciate. And I think you guys do too, because it really helps to paint the picture, as I always say. All right. So this one says, uh, Dear Heidi, I'm listening to your new podcast. (laughs) That's this one. And you are amazing. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. I used to listen to you when George Nori had you as a guest on Coast to Coast. Uh, I am fascinated that you coined the term hat man as it is really the best description. You are also awesome on subreddit, too. (laughs) I personally recently discovered that I I just don't go looking uh, for these little outlets that people are venting on and I found that so um, <laughs> they continue and it is sad that some don't believe that this entity is really evil that is a pattern guys I don't know why um, at the end of my story I want to reference some other things that I have heard from a couple other places please be patient with me as I know you are very busy never too busy for this I am all about putting out this information. So do not be distracted by my (laughs) receiving emails. And people are so kind. They're always so thoughtful and say to me in these messages or emails, I know you're busy, but like, no, it's okay. Send this. This is what I'm here for. All right. So they continue to say my uncle's story from five years ago. One day in August, my uncle Samuel called me and he was talking just about normal, everyday things like yard work, baseball, etc. And let me tell you, Heidi, he is a strong and very fundamental Christian. He is a no-nonsense kind of guy. He has never had any ghost or paranormal experiences. In fact, he believed that only occult-dabbling people had those kind of experiences. About 10 minutes into our phone call, he just out of the blue told me, Terry, I had an experience a few nights ago with a demon. I was in shock. This was the last man I expected to hear this from. I asked him what happened. Now again, Heidi... He was 66 at the time and barely ever got online, except for when he looked at email, weather, news, and a few preachers. (laughs) That's cute. He had never heard of the hat man. I had because I had heard your interviews and read stories online about it. I wasn't sure what to think. I never mentioned it to Sam because he would have told me it was nonsense, more than likely. He is a Southern strict man who wanted to know nothing about the paranormal, but now 10 minutes into our conversation, he starts in to tell me about his very scary experience from a few nights before. He said it was about two or three in the morning. He was in bed and in the first bedroom down his hallway. He had awakened and it was not totally dark in his bedroom because he had a light on in the bathroom right across the hall from him. His bedroom door. He always kept half open. He lives out in rural Kentucky on his own private land and is locked, right, and secure. He said he was wide awake and this tall man is approaching his half-open door coming from the direction of his kitchen. Thanks to the Holy Spirit, he discerned that this was evil and not a human alright you guys guess what we gotta get to our next break I know I know but this will surely hold you over because it's gonna get juicy alright you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network we'll be right back
3: I used to have so many men.
4: How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications.
3: She had a Harvard plaque
1: Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocoastam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com.
7: Men and women can have an excess of 100,000 hairs. Unfortunately, before hair loss is noticed, that number drops nearly in half. But it is by no means Too late. Easy to apply, Reveal from Dr. Nathan Newman uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for the fuller look you remember. Here's Dr.
5: Newman. A lot of people with hair problems have come up to me showing me pictures after two months of use, after three months of use of the Reveal serum on their scalp, showing me dramatic improvement in the quality of their hair. Volume of the hair, and one of the people was a woman who had lost her hair and was really thinned out. She was wearing wigs and covering it up. She was very self-conscious about it. She used it for about six months, and she came to me with a big smile, nothing covering her hair, and she goes, "Look, you gave me my life back." And that's really why I do what I do, is because I want to change people's lives for the better. And these stories. Give me the inspiration to go forward and develop new things.
7: Hair loss, hereditary or not, increases with age. In fact, by age 50, roughly half of us have noticeable hair loss. It's time to get on board with Reveal for women and men. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping by simply entering discount code George at checkout. Easy to use Reveal at HealthyLooking.com, or order by phone at 800. 800- at 800-604-3129 Gently revitalize your hair's appearance for a fuller look with Reveal from HealthyLooking.com
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light. With me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast (laughs) Network. Today's show is all about your emails, what it is that you're experiencing out there and what you'd like to share. And just before the break, I am sorry I had to leave you guys hanging because we have an email from Terry who is sharing about a really creepy situation that their super strict religious 66-year-old uncle is sharing about a very tall man approaching his bedroom door that is halfway open. And he can see and discern, as they put it, that whatever was coming was evil and not human. So to continue this story, Terry dictates, this entity reaches down to the doorknob and opens the door all the way to the door stopper. That is physical. Oh, I would say that's physical. <laughs> I mean, could there be fingerprints? Well, there's a thought, right? He said the demon had on a wide-brimmed dark hat and wore a long coat. Heidi, when he told me that, chills went down my spine because of what I had read and heard in your interviews. Again, he had never heard of the name Hatman. However, I let him continue his description. He said that he couldn't see a clear face. But this thing was not a shadow. It looked physical and had opened his door all the way. Sam was numb with fear. And he felt like he was going to die. Okay, I have to stop right there. Okay. In the beginning... When I first started talking about Hat Man Shadow, I called him Hat Man Shadow. It was as if he was a shadow being another form that they could take because they do shapeshift. I had never seen him myself, so I did not know how physical he was. And that's just it. Listen to this very physical description of what it is that he could and did do. This is so bone chilling. When you hear these descriptions, it's so personal. And interesting enough, that his uncle felt this presence coming and discerned this was not human what was coming to him. Like a lot of people have their theories about who Hatman is and they say oh he's this he's that he's done this he was a man that was uh, uh possessed way back in the day I am telling you until you meet him you will know he is nothing human never been human and he will tell you he's not human oh yeah because Hatman likes to talk nothing you ever want to come across ever in your lifetime, because people resent and regret the day they ever saw him once. Trust me, I get the emails. Okay. Now this part, where Terry is sharing that his Uncle Sam was numb with fear, and he felt like he was going to die. This is so common. So common. The people are so full of fear, it is like they give up almost on their lives. And that's when he really, really takes advantage. But let's continue. I haven't read this ahead of time, just so you know. <laughs> I'm like you, I'm on the edge of my seat, like what happens next? Okay, Um, <laughs> he continues. The hat man took a step into his room and kept looking at him. Again, the only light was to the entity's back from the bathroom light. Sam said to it, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. The entity didn't move. It continues to stand there and look at him. Oh, I got chills. Sam said he was confused. (laughs) He said in the Bible, it says evil will flee from the Messiah's name. Sam was really getting tense. He had scooted against the headboard thinking, What am I going to do? Finally, Sam says, I pled the blood of Jesus. And with that, like a split second, it just instantly vanished. Ooh. Did you guys get that chill? <laughs> Just, I got a chill. I got a chill. Um. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Uh, so, Hatman froze. He didn't move. And he. I guess. I don't know. What. What is that? You know. See, kind of testing it. I have heard of that, where he will freeze in the name of Jesus or disappear, absolutely disappear, when they hear that name. But. He froze, he froze, he didn't move any further. And then Sam took a step up and pleads the blood of Jesus and boop, gone. See how that works. He continues. I was freaked out just because I knew what it was. So I told him, he was like, how do you know? And I told him how I had heard for years about it. I had never, and still have never, seen it. Thank God. Nor had any encounters of my own. So now, (laughs) oh no, he was really freaked out. However, he is still alive, and it has not happened again in five years. He was really upset because he's a strong Christian, and thought only people who tamper in the dark occult, had these things happen. Yeah? So that's a story. And I relate it to you. I was curious how this thing doesn't just kick the door open, and why it just didn't pop in. No, it takes the doorknob <laughs> and pushes the door open. That is a physical manifestation, and not A shadow, as you know. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to address that part right now. Because, um, yeah, sometimes he does use the door. Sometimes he does use a handle. Sometimes he breaks glass. Sometimes he's thrown garbage cans. Sometimes he punches people. He has this ability to also take a step into a closet and disappear. Why does he like closets? I don't know what his deal is with closets. But he'll walk through the wall, he'll walk through a tree. This is what he does. And uh, why he chooses to do one thing over another. Maybe he needs psychological treatment. I don't know. But all I know is uh, he's horrible. And to know that he was a demon from like the bottom of your uncle's soul. What does it matter if he used the doorknob? He knew he wasn't human. He knew that he was absolutely pure evil. So um, yeah, why does he wear a hat? I want to know. It doesn't make any sense. But I kind of do have an idea about that. But uh, he is very physical, but I don't understand why he does things as he does. Now this person continues. Now, Heidi, comes the question and a quick comment or two. First, is it a demon or a fallen angel? Um, Neither. He says he's the devil. (laughs) And then they continue. And finally, Father Malachi Martin, in his second interview with Art Bell in the 90s, told a caller who was being dragged out of the bed to do this and say, in the name of God who created you and in the name of Jesus who saved me, I exercise you. I told you. What my uncle said, pleading the blood of Jesus. I apologize for this being so long. Oh, don't, don't apologize. (laughs) I hope you read it. And I love listening to your podcast. Oh, thank you. You sound amazing and more serious when you are hosting on this show. And I like the tone and style. I know you are a joyful person, but you get down to business when you talk of this awful entity. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's funny. I-, I have to address that. The fact that you named Steiner's work was mind blowing. It is just crazy how he did the sculpture and how it was done. You revealed the hat man. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> Heidi, you are a warrior and a warm person who is helping others. And I salute you. Wow. Oh, that touches me. You guys have no idea. Um, <laughs> keep up the good work. I hope you read this to the end. I will continue to listen to all of your research, guidance, and work you put in. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Terry, that's that's the person's name. Wow. I I am humbled, Terry. I'm humbled, and uh, there's a few things that I didn't address and read off here, um, but I did write you back about it. There's something that you mentioned here at the end that I want to address that I think you and the listeners will find interesting. When you mentioned my style and tone in doing this program, and there's like a a reason behind everything. And uh, I think you might find it interesting. So after the break, I'm going to chat a little bit about that. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around.
3: I used to have so many men.
2: It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish.
6: Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims
1: If you feel stressed, suffer from
7: fatigue, moodier than usual, or would like to fall asleep easier and sleep more soundly, while losing weight, do we have something for you? Accelerate and Elevate. I take Elevate, performance supplement in the morning for energy and laser focus for work. Then before bed, I take Accelerate, weight management and sleep combo. And indeed, I now sleep soundly through the night. Plus, I'm losing weight. It's amazing.
3: I've maybe gotten four to five hours of sleep max a night. I'm sleeping between six and seven. I wake up to use the bathroom, but I go right back to sleep, which has never happened before, which is pretty awesome.
5: I noticed a higher level of happiness. I also noticed that I wasn't taking naps. I had more energy. I was more in the moment with my kids. Like we were laughing more. We were more excited. Every single person needs to feel this. I
2: lost 10 pounds and five and a half inches off my waist. And I'm so proud of myself. It gives you energy. It helps you sleep better. It just works. I stand by it
7: 100%. I was on a handful of medications to help me sleep, to help me be happy. Tons of therapy. When I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm getting seven to nine hours of sleep every night. I've lost some pounds, um, inches mainly.
3: My family has me back.
7: Try Accelerate and Elevate. Discounted for listeners to the show. Plus further discounts with the George Power Pack, including a free gift. Learn more and order now at our website, energyfocussleep.com. That's energyfocussleep.com. Com or 9930 So jump on the path now to all day energy, better sleep, and weight loss with accelerate and elevate. Energy focus sleep dot com. Energy sleep dot com or eight hundred three nine four ninety nine thirty.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Just before the break, I was reading off an email that was really multifaceted with so many things going on and experiences that uh, Terry and his uncle had experienced and um wow i'm humbled i really am i i I love it when listeners let me know if i'm i'm hitting the mark did did this help and is it inspiring and you know terry this was really kind of you and uh something that you mentioned here a couple of things actually that you mentioned here um you you apologize for this email being so long. And I always say on this show, make it as long as you want, because it really, really paints the picture and gives the listeners a good idea on patterns. Um, you get to see and hear these patterns coming through and, and it's really, uh, it resonates. And I think it helps train the the mind and the eye to spot how these things break down a person. And, um, but something else that you had mentioned here, Terry, that your uncle, he's still alive, he hasn't experienced hat man again. And, and he was puzzled by what it was that this happened. You know, why, why, why did this happen? And um, a lot of people think, well, must have been playing with a Ouija board. (laughs) Must have been doing this must have been doing that. You know, there are so many strange things that attract him. It could be because he was like this man of God. And Hatman thought, I'm going to see if I could scare him to death. Because like you mentioned here, he thought he was going to die. He knew it wasn't human. He knew he was facing something that literally pulls people to hell. I mean, imagine that. Imagine that. We're in this digital world. We've got the coolest cars and boats and airplanes. And then something that you recognize to be pure evil just opened the door to your bedroom. And you have a staring competition. And you use the words that you know and that you've been taught to banish it. And you say, Jesus, name go away, type of thing and he froze. He froze. He didn't disappear. But then he said, I plead the blood of Christ. And then then he disappeared. So I guess he realized your uncle wasn't going to back down. But he's puzzled again. Why? But this could be any number of reasons. And I'm glad he hasn't come back. But I know that fear that people have when they've experienced him like that. So in your face, They fear the day he ever comes back, or he even considers it, or even to speak his name. And you said your uncle was freaked out that this is a real entity, that this is a real thing that others are experiencing. And it's in huge numbers, guys, huge numbers. I'm always blown away that me, one person, speaking on these topics, when... (laughs) I can't tell you how many times people are like, "That's not a real thing," uh, you know. It 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 wasn't easy, it wasn't easy, but I was highly determined, very much like <laughs> this. I don't know worker ant that's just like, I'm not going to back down. I'm going to keep going a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. You know, whenever I could, I would try another route to reach folks. And, um, uh, lo and behold, I was successful and only for a lot of the message to di- get distorted out there. And, um, unfortunately, and, uh, doing my best to straighten that out. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really grateful for you, Terry, for taking the time to share your story and, and thank you for the kind words. It does, it does help. It helps, it helps encourage, um, I'm not going to back down anyhow. Um, but, <laughs> mentioning uh, Rudolf Steiner's work. Yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't heard my other uh, <laughs> episodes, right? Give the name of Hat Man. I learned what his name is. And uh, I, I had no idea that somebody else had sculpted him a hundred years ago as soon as I saw the image of the sculpture, I'm like, wow, who did such an accurate sculpture of Hat Man without his hat, of course. Um, And it turned out to be Rudolf Steiner. And I was not familiar with his work at all. So crash course for me. Um, But the name was Aramon. And uh, yeah, scroll back through my, (laughs) my episodes here and have a look. Uh, the big reveal is not the, the name of one episode. And yeah, it's just, um, I can't even tell you that moment. That moment was something else to learn of this. But something else that you mentioned here, Terry, you mentioned my tone. And you know, I'm a, a joyful person. Now, <laughs> so many times I've gone on Coast to Coast AM uh, since 2002, I believe. And I'm always just like, I'm one of those people that has a, a giggle, you know, and and, and uh, I've done talk radio as a host for a long time. Okay, we're, we're talking about close to 14, 15 years now. And I've always done the shows really like upbeat fast, but you know, having a good old time with the show and just being myself and uh, I've enjoyed it. But when I've come on uh, certain shows or being interviewed and people are like, I don't know. Can I take her serious because she's giggling? Like, really? Like, uh, does that mean you lie because you giggle? I mean, what is that? I I mean, I laugh about most things in life. I mean, I had a a horrible injury. And as the PT was uh, inflicting incredible pain on my body, I started laughing because... It's just my way of letting things out. And uh, one thing I also know when it comes to evil, they really hate it when you laugh. They don't have much of a sense of humor that comes from a good place. So what is laughter? It comes from a good place. It really does. Um, So when I express myself, I come as I am. This is how I address things in my life, even painful things. And uh, people are like, "Is that a nervous laugh?" No, I'm not nervous. Uh, I'm just being who I am. I have always just been that way. And the strange thing, this is hilarious. I'm not ticklish, so maybe that's why I laugh at most other things. I I, I don't know what that is, but anywho, um, yeah. So it's it, it's it's strange to me that um how it comes across on podcasts and interviews, where people are like, hmm, I could tell she's a joyful person. Thank you, Terry. I'm glad you recognize that. And then while others are like, well, can I take her serious? Because she's giggling. Now, I have worked in major cities, and uh, as a therapist, and people that got to know me, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much how I am. I mean, I'm just like, happy go lucky, pretty much. And the folks that would learn of my background writing these books on uh, everything from Jesus encounters to angel encounters to shadow people and hat man and all this stuff and aliens. Uh, The folks that would learn of this that are really kind of, you know, scientific medical folks, they're like, wow, Heidi, do you know, because you are just so who you are, just happy-go-lucky regular person, that, you know, I probably wouldn't believe somebody else talking on these things. But because you can do it so casually, it convinces me otherwise. Now, check that out. You know, a lot of these shows and people that go and speak on these horrific topics or crossing over to the other side topics, they are deadpan serious. Deadpan serious. And I'm like, wow, if I did that, I think I'd hurt myself and, and trying to hold that look on my face because it, oh, it's really, really challenging. I, I'm, I know for my first few episodes here on, uh, doing Dark Becomes Light that, I, I try to keep it more serious and on the level, and and even still, I'm still more serious on the level, and, and but that's not typically how I am. Um, for any of you who have heard my past uh, radio shows that I've I've hosted, I mean, it's a party. Um, I mean, just being who I am, and uh, but still, I'm, I just, I try to keep. That part of me here through this program as well, even though I am keeping it more tone and that a certain style and uh, people get used to a certain delivery, I guess, when it comes to these topics and uh, but still understand there are people who really do appreciate like that are not looking into these topics they appreciate a regular everyday person who works with them who goes oh i saw a demon again last night you know and and just keeping it real and they feel more comfortable to ask questions instead of hiding because i'm not hiding and i'm just being who i am though my name is heidi I mean, people like to, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, sometimes, just be the example. Be who you are. I think that's really important. I, I don't know how else to be, but then to be myself. And uh, I could say that I know I've brought a lot of people into awareness, who probably never would have been because I was just my happy-go-lucky self. So yeah, you'll hear me giggle on this show and crack a joke or two because that's who I am. Well, we have come to the bottom of another program and I want to encourage you all to go to shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com and also check out my paranormal comic strip, uh, theoutlanderscomic.com and uh, remember, send all that you've experienced out there. I am more than happy to read what you're experiencing. And if you'd like to come on here to share your story, you are always welcome to do that. Wow. This has been a, a really fascinating show. Um, yeah. We'll catch you next time. You have been listening to dark becomes light with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio radio and coast to coast AM paranormal podcast network. We'll catch you next time. Be safe.
3: Goodbye, everybody. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.